So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And I do think that you can actually see in the background that we are actually going to discuss something completely different today. Uh, which is, I think, actually the first time that I'm doing something like this. Um, I may have been going through such a thing on accident, but um, today is definitely conscious. <laughs> But um, I also do hope that you get something out of it. I do think you will. Um, but yeah, um, I'm actually quite on a side. It is the um, ASI or ESI actually, ESIMoney.com uh, website, um, who is run by John, as I know by now, because he's actually, he has actually written a businessinsider.com article as well. Um, which I accidentally just before uh, went over and had a quick look at it. But um, uh, so he actually himself is a millionaire. He is or seems to have a net worth of 3.5 million as he retired, um, which is something totally. And he actually is running in a website where he actually just interviews or not just, but also interviews a lot of millionaires and this is actually the newest one the 124th interview with a millionaire which is totally interesting but um, I do quite want to say that for me money isn't everything and I do just really want to underline this and I do just really want to point this out um, but I do also think that you might get a lot out of this and that you might get just a lot of inspiration out of this to just hearing someone's story which is in general great to hear someone and someone's story and how he actually made it. And um, even though it's not from his or her mouth, but it is from mine. And I'm just going to read it and you can read it as well. Um, but yeah, so this is an interview with a millionaire. I do just have to say that millionaires themselves, I think, aren't that rich. You know, it's definitely relative, you know. Um, it's definitely just, you know, comes up to whom you're comparing this certain person to. If you're, you know, <laughs> quite comparing it to Jeff Bezos, it's totally nothing. But um, it's totally something if you compare these people to people who have quite nothing themselves. But yeah, so here's our latest interview with a millionaire as we seek to learn from those who have grown their wealth to high heights. Um, if you would like to be considered for an interview, drop me a note and we can chat about specifics. My questions are in bold italics and his response follow in black. Let's get started. An overview. How old are you and spouse if applicable plus how long have you been married? I am 52 and my partner is 54. Uh, we met several years ago, both having been dis dis <laughs> divorced and on our own for almost 15 years. We are very similar, one child each. One child each. We share similar sets of values concerning money, and so we were both somewhat financially independent when we met in our late 40s. Do we have kids, family? If so, how old are they? I have a 21 year old son, and he is a senior. He is a senior in college studying logistics, supply chain management. Uh, she has a grown daughter, a corporate recruiter. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, what area of the country do you live in? Uh, and <clears throat> and urban or rural? We live in a mid-sized southeastern city that is one of the fastest growing in the country. It is urban. I spend part of my time in Asheville, New York, or what is NC? I don't know. It's NC, much smaller and near all outdoor activities I enjoy. What is your current net worth? Combined, we are we are net worth we are worth a little more than six million. Since we each brought our separate money into the relationship, yes, she's a millionaire independent of me. We invest separately so that we can stay on point. Our approaches are different. She is a market girl and I'm a real estate guy. We were almost automatic automatically diversified. My net worth is approximately 3.5 million and my partner's is around 2.7 million. So he actually seems to have more than her, which is at my point of view in general like a pretty fucked up thing. I do not know what is going on in your country, but in mine, in Austria, um, men's actually just because of some reasons, I don't know why, um, get more money most of the time even if it's the exact same job, the exact same position, if it is possible, they get more money than women will get or would get. Which is totally fucked up at my point of view. Because why? It doesn't make any fucking sense, you know? Especially um, because I do think that there will be some differences if the um, job is more for man or more for woman than, you know, quite the other way around. This makes sense then. And I do think that it doesn't have to be like uh, birth birth helpers or whatever they are called in English. I don't fucking know. Or construction workers that are actually only men. And this also makes sense because of biology. Um, but also because of biology, it makes sense that women have... Um, because they are more empathetic in general. I would say I'm just... <laughs> I'm quite really going into a dark, dark field right now. Um, but I do think women just have an emotional and um, have more emotional intelligence than men. I would just say that. And I think therefore there are just certain jobs that are not like the usual ones that may fit just women better or women better than actually men. But still, I think they will get, you know, a lower amount of money than the men would get, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah. So what are the main assets that make your net worth? Stocks, real estate, business, home, retirement accounts, ETC, and any debt that offers part of these. Um, mine is as follows. Rental property equity, 850,000. Uh, paid for commercial PLDG, 1.5 million. My business occupies one of the suits. SEP uh, IRA, so SEP IRA, great for tax savings, 520,000. Life insurance cash, LIRP, uh, 205,000. A great way to grow deferred wealth, and I use this as a hard money to buy real estate, my mini bank, quite. So life insurance cash. Then cash as, you know, quite normal cash on an operating account. 185,000 and HSA 20,000 allows high uh, deductible health policy and equity in my home 550,000 about 500 LTV. I once 
actually looked up what LTV actually means. Lifetime value. Yeah, totally lifetime value. I actually have looked it up quite now. Even though you might have heard my fucking keyboard, I have. I just tried to, but I remembered. And even though I, there wouldn't be just anything. Uh, I don't count cars, motorcycles, bicycles or musical instruments. Nothing fancy there. Partners is as follows. Equity in real estate, 400,000. Qualified accounts, uh, 1.4 million. Non-qualified brokerage, brokerage. 750,000 and this varies by the way and cash 120,000 Let's come to the earn. So what is your job? I own a risk management company. I am also a registered rep for investments I'm a real estate investor mainly for fun uh, But more on that later My partner works for a large biotech company out of San Francisco. She has an MBA and a nursing degree Perfect training for what she does. What is your annual income? Mine is risk management 330,000. 330,000. 330, <laughs> and real estate, real estate 85,000. And my partner has 150 plus bonus. Tell us about your income performance over time. What was the starting salary of your first job and how did it grow from there? And what uh, you did to make it grow and where are you now? At 23, I went to work as an employee for the company I now represent as an owner. Um, it was in operations or claims. Salary began at 22,500 in 1989, which is fairly which is quite 1.8. Yeah, okay, it's, it's totally something, but if you divide it by, I don't know, I think in Austria you actually divide it by 14 because you get 14 uh, times your wage, actually. I do not know why, maybe because of holidays or whatsoever, but if you just regularly divide it by 12 because of quite every month of the year, you get 1.833333 um, dollars out of it. Um, by the age of 29, I was making 60,000, though stressful work. At that point, I quite I quit operations and opened my own practice, uh, or just self-employment. I gave up a pretty crushy corporate operation job with great benefits, a company car, and a promising future. I opened my agency at the age of 30. My income went backwards to 28,000, and then by uh, 35, I was making 100. Thousand, which is actually because I think it's quite interesting. Do we actually can see the text? I hope so. Which is actually quite 8.3 a month, which is fairly a lot. I do wonder, you know, there are a lot of millionaires and a lot of billionaires out there, but I do think that if you're making fucking 100,000 a year, this would totally work for you to just exist, doesn't it? And you can just still have. Um, yeah, maybe some great cars if you're leasing them or if you're just renting them some kinda, if you know what I mean. Um, you can still travel a lot. You can have, if you know your business is allowing it, you can just have a few weeks off actually because you have so much money after a few months. And actually, everything is good, I would say. You know, you totally have to just look at your expenses, even though, and just you know, manage it this way. But I do think this would just work. But yeah, but but I do just really understand, and I think that I would be in the exact same position if I was making one hundred thousand a year. 
I would totally go for more. Um, because this is just me, I would say. Um, by the age of 40, I was making 185 to 200,000 a year. And in my early to mid 40s, I brought home 250,000. Um, I've been earning 300 plus K for about five years now. For the first few years of building my business, it took an almost singular focus. I went through a divorce at 34, 34, getting shared custody of my four-year-old son. It was a tough and busy time. I'm grateful that the shop effort afforded me the time to be with my son when he was young. Building the business was hard, but I never missed a game of, of a campaign uh, J-G, so J and a G, a trip of school function, trip or school function. My partner had a similar experience. She has always made 150k with the company car and bonus, which is totally working. And I do not know why such a lot of people actually want to have their own business and want to have their own stuff. I understand it. I quite want it myself. Um, but in general, I would say, why? You know, there. if it is about the money, I totally do not understand why. Because you can make a lot of money just for just by working for a corporation. Totally. You can totally live by the money you're making if you're working for Apple. Fucking Tim Cook just makes 18.5 million a year. 18.5, if I remember correctly, a year by just being the CEO of Apple. You know, Apple is definitely a quite expensive and quite just a really really um big company but he is just but he basically just works for apple so it's not his company as i know he's just working for it he's just an employee as well and he just has a lot of just um how should i say what is it called fuck um responsibilities and so on but still he's a multi-millionaire by working for a company so I do not understand why a lot of people just think about actually having their own business if it's only about money, if it's about, you know, being free and doing whatever you want with your business and, you know, whatsoever. I totally agree with because, um, I don't know, just especially if your boss is a fucking asshole, I do understand this. Um, she's also very frugal and has kept a good portion of her earnings each year. Uh, she has worked for only three companies since since she left nursing, uh, all were in biotech or medical. She's exceptionally bright and disciplined. I'm a lucky guy. What tips do you have for others who want to grow the career-related income? My original job as a W-2 employee paid well with benefits. Growing that income was not possible beyond doing a really good job and getting scheduled raises. I worked hard and got promoted. That said, going to work for myself was the single best professional decision I have made. Um, I, it would have been easier to say, um, but to stay, but in my corporate gig, put in my corporate gig and not take the risks. So maybe my advice is to look outside of the comfort zone and take calculated risks. Occupation choice is such an important part of growing income. My real estate was accidental. I made a couple of good decisions in my mid-30s that paid off. That paid off. Uh, I bought a house in a great area, an old four square, four square with two kitchens and an interior entrance to the up to the upstairs. 
I rented out the upstairs um, and my son and I lived below at no cost. Their rent paid my mortgage. That allowed me to buy a small office building for my business. I later actually to buy a small office building for my business. I later bought a rental property with my son's uh, earmark college money. The profit from those two little houses paid for his college. Real estate um, can be a very good play to complement career-related income. The tax benefits are outrageous. Um, I do not know about any fucking tax-related uh, things, uh, but I still believe him some kind. I do think that there are a lot of ways and uh, a lot of great ways as well to just um, yeah not pay that much of, of of the taxes and and you know whatsoever by just doing it legally, not illegally. But yeah. So what's your work-life balance looking like? Um, I am very grateful. At 52, I do what I want to do when I want to do it. This has been going on for about six years since I was 54 to 46. So 45 to 46, sorry. My income is 95% passive for both real estate and insurance. I have great employees and I spend time coaching them and visiting with clients over lunch or coffee. Um, I would say, and this is something that I do think is pretty important, um, there is not something like 100% passive money. And there is something like passive money, I totally agree, and it's totally working, like he says, you know, but it is still his company he has a lot to do, and just just only because he has a lot of employers or employees actually uh, who work for him, this is just making it a passive one. He just has, as she as he actually said, he has to train them, he has to go to clients and a lot of other things. So just I don't know. You know, just all these people are talking about passive money and whatsoever and all these people that are buying into it actually, I think they're all searching for a shortcut and something that's that's quite easy. But it's not, and this is the point. It's it's never ever easy. And I think this is something people just have to realize. There is not something like a shortcut and there is not something like getting rich easy. Maybe there is an easier or simpler way, but there is definitely not an easy one. As I know. So maybe just tell me tell me the difference. I would be just really pumped to see, okay, I was wrong. Okay, there was something that, that wasn't quite true that I was saying. Um, if it is positive, if it is negative, you know, let it be it. <laughs> no, just joke. But um, totally, just really totally text me or DM me or whatever you want. Just comment down below. If there's something that I've once said that wasn't quite... Uh, quite the truth or wasn't quite the real thing whatsoever um, totally great because I will say it and I will just totally make sure that um, I'm only putting out stuff that is actually first of all benefiting the people and second of all right um, yeah I think it has to be right if it's helping people but I don't know um, I no longer keep a personal office at work uh, that pace is better used for employees. I spend three weeks at home, then spend two weeks away at my little mountain house. Uh, we enjoy the outdoors. I ski in winter. I usually get in 20 to 25 days. Not bad for a fly to skier. 
I love riding my mountain bikes or dirt bikes or just being in the woods. We have dogs and spend time with them. I visit my son who is away at school. I miss him so much. When I was 35, I was sitting in a coffee shop in Atlanta on a Monday morning. I was recently divorced and somewhat um, out of sorts rushing home and somewhat out of sorts rushing home to my new struggling business and my four-year-old. I saw these three healthy-looking 50-something guys having coffee together. They were tanned and looked happy. They were laughing, didn't seem rushed. I remember thinking, I don't know what what those guy what those guys do for work but that's where I want to be one day that's me today and I'm so grateful and it's too and I really understand this and this quite really makes me happy right now to actually see okay you know you're actually seeing someone and these are just they just seem to be very regular guys that were just happy and I do think that it is great that he actually pointed out that they were happy and that it is actually or seems to be actually important for him to be happy uh, and I do not know, but I do quite feel like a lot of people just miss it out a little bit. You know, they're always thinking about the money, they're always thinking about the cars and the girls and, you know, whatever it is, it's quite nice. Yeah, totally. But think about your happiness. And um, one contradiction that I'm quite seeing right now is that um, he actually looked forward to this day. And he actually looked forward to actually not working anymore. I I understand this, that someday in your life, in some day... You actually don't want to anymore, um, but this just also shows me, okay, the work you did and the work you were doing just up to this point wasn't something that you completely love. Maybe you have loved it once, but but maybe you've just did it because of the money, you know, which is totally okay as well. But um, but I think there are also people who have who are millionaires as well, and they and and or are not. And they just love their work so much that they will actually like to work until they nearly die. <laughs> I would say, even though it sounds sounds pretty tough, pretty hard. Um, but I do think there are some people. And I do think this is good because this really just shows you um, they actually like what they were doing their whole life long. And this is just great to see if people actually found what they are passionate about and what makes them happy every single day of their life. Because work... Um, it's quite a lot of time. We spend just a lot of time working. This is just it. And I do think that if you're spending this time with something you actually don't like or something that you don't love or something that, you know, maybe you hate even, then it's a big waste of time. And I do understand why people then are unhappy. So it's, at my point of view, not, not really about the money. And this is also something that I realized myself. For me, it's not about the money. For me, it's about being happy and being healthy. Or actually only being happy because if I'm not healthy I'm actually also not happy quite so it is it is only about happiness and it's only about enjoying what you're doing and there are a lot of factors that you know really contribute your um, passion about life and your enjoyment about life whether it's having some change whether it's having a work you actually like whether it's it's something else there are a lot of things totally but um, but this makes it maybe difficult and this makes it maybe just also great to actually find something that's, that's really contributing all these factors that actually make your life or make yourself so passionate about your life and your work. I think that's great. 
Um, so do you have any sources of income besides your career? If so, can you list them, give us a feel for how much you earn with each and offer some insight into how you develop them? I've mentioned the real estate already. Uh, we will do about 85k in 2019, did 50k in 2018. My next step goal is to make 120,000 in passive profit. I enjoy finding good deals in emerging areas and using the value add to increase profit. Uh, we have maybe 10 doors, not including personal residences. The properties are primarily neat, uh, tidy single family houses near the city center. Um, I found real estate uh, to be a perfect complement to my main occupation. Uh, the appreciation on the asset is good. The income has been good. The depreciation, the depreciation, whatever, uh, of the property works well to offset earned income. Uh, we recently used uh, 1031 or 1031 exchange to protect a 900,000 gain we experienced in selling our previous office. Our new office is brand new and has a space that went that we rent out. Uh, I just enjoy real estate. The local market has been very good for us. Um, I'm currently searching for a 30 plus multifamily. Uh, we will see. I still want to keep my income mostly passive and I find myself working more on these projects. So you can totally see it is not about passive. You know, as he says, he's working on these projects. So it's not passive. You do just have to do something, but at some point of time or at some point of, yeah, at some point of time, it will be just like you do not have to do as much as before. And I do think this is quite always the thing, you know, at first you just did quite a lot of shit like I'm doing and someday later you do not have to do as much or just doing even more because you can, because you have employees, you have this and that and whatever. It could work, could definitely work. Um, but again, I enjoy it. Safe. What is your annual spending? Expenses are 90k, so I have to earn 110k to cover that. This doesn't include saving or investing. This will be reduced once my son graduates in May. Um, what are the main categories or expenses uh, this spending breaks into? Utilities or mortgage under, th under 3k per month, including taxes, insurance, which is the biggest. Son's school, his solar ship, uh, trace the total 1k per month which is fairly a lot isn't it you know maybe this is quite not a lot for you because you're used to it but my country it's not quite usual that you actually have to pay to go to go to school there are some private schools totally and you have to pay for them and one of my colleagues actually is um in a private school and i think he quite has to pay definitely not that less amount of money um, but yeah, but still having 1k a month, this is definitely something that everybody could just pay. Hmm. Uh, we enjoy eating out, but rarely spend over 50 to 60 <clears throat> per meal. Um, I think per meal is like per dinner, isn't it? Because per meal, I don't know what you have to eat to just really spend 60 fucking bucks for a meal. But but maybe it's not that much. Maybe, you know, I do not uh, do not know about the... American uh, restaurant market and the American prices. <clears throat> so I don't know. Uh, we enjoy travel, but usually attend work-related conferences, our real estate scouting trips 
that allow us to recreate. Our cars are both business vehicles. Uh, here is hers is provided, mine is paid through the business. Do you have a budget? If so, how do you implement it? Yes, uh, we categorize and stick with it. We are both frugal, so that is not a big deal. We do not do without anything though. So we do not do without anything though. It is really all about having discerning between want and need and keeping wants in check. Uh, the key for me was having adequate enough allowances in each category so that I didn't feel pinched in each month. Uh, I always fall beneath my allot allotment in each category. Um, what percentage of your gross income do you save and how has that changed over time? Right about 60%. Uh, increase in real estate in 2019 will change this. Goal is to be at around 70%. Um, and I think you do totally see that most of the time really... I'm fucking sorry for not showing you. So this is where I've quite stopped, hopefully. Maybe like this. Maybe you pause, maybe you go through it. I don't know, I'm, I'm fucking sorry for that now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but I think you can totally see that most of the time, the really rich people who just sustain their wealth are not spending a lot of, of, a lot of their money, if, even though they could. But you can definitely see that a lot of these people who do not have the money actually spend it all over the place. Hmm. Uh, what is your favorite thing to spend money on? Your secret splurge. I enjoy riding, racing, bicycles and dirt bikes and skiing. I will splurge every three to four years on a new bike or a new set of skis. And we love books. Um, just put a new kitchen in the house. This was a 15 year put off when my rental properties had better kitchens uh, than my own kitchen, it was time. She reminded me of that. Yeah. <laughs> this just really sounds sounds so so human, doesn't it? Just, you know, a guy, he has a lot of money, he has a great family, he is just happy with his, his, with, with his spouse, and he actually just, you know, buys houses and sells them or rents them, and these houses are just better than his own house. Totally great, I think. Invest. What is your investment philosophy or plan? The first one is budget. The second one is save first. Reduce expenses where you can and then invest. Do a little even, uh, do a little even, but do it consistently. Um, what has been your best investment? Small office building purchased in 2005 for 300k just sold for 1.2 million. Um, I was able to owner occupy with my business it was purely luck we were acquired by a clinic in a land land grab to build a new building um yeah uh, just to go through this uh, last one what has been your worst investment i opened a retail store in 2005 that do that with that did well until 2008 downturn uh, we were forced to close it in 2010. It was one of the single worst experiences in my life. Um, I was forced to wind up the business, negotiate with vendors, bill collectors, bankers. It was a very scary time. I lost a substantial amount of money that I, that I couldn't afford to lose. I got through it. The experience conditioned me for taking measured risks in my other businesses. Oddly, that horrible experience is a great point of reference for me. Now... Uh, if I'm feeling fearful of things, aren't going my way. Um, totally great. 
totally great to see this. And now... Yeah. Um, this was actually it with the episode. I do hope that you get something out of it. Um, if it was just... Um, I don't know, motivation, if it was just inspiration, maybe these things, and maybe see, okay, what is actually um, what is actually possible in life and how much time does it actually take? And you can totally see he actually went rich when he was 40, actually. Somehow, you know, it definitely depends on your subjectal, subs, subjective, subjective um, you know, view on being rich. So when you are rich, when you're not rich, whatsoever. But... Um, I think it's quite interesting to see how long it takes, how long it can take, and so on and so on and so on. So definitely interesting. But yeah, uh, with that being said, I hope you the best health, wealth, happiness, and success. And don't forget about your legacy and about giving back to people because these two things are very important. To always say the exact same shit at the end of the <laughs> fucking episode. But yeah, with this being said, I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs>